Good day, everyone. My name is Carlos. Welcome to one more episode or another episode of My Life Without Limits podcast. I really hope you guys have a great time. Uh, I want to introduce uh, our co-host, the brain of the podcast, the producer of the podcast, well, the producer in the background of the podcast, uh, the everything of the podcast, basically, Leah Eisen. How are you doing today? Doing really good. Thank you. Keeping busy. We've got just so many great programs starting here at CP Alberta, and I've been working on getting the word out about all these great programs that we're doing. So it's really good. That's great. You've been very busy. I've seen you going very, very busy this week. Last week, even, you were very, very busy as well. So guys, she's working. It's not only the podcast that she's doing. (laughs) She has a whole bunch of other stuff that she does. I also work in the background, even though sometimes it doesn't look like it. (laughs) I promise I will. I do work at some point so yeah so it's uh it's been busy week for both of us uh poker tournament is coming up uh this yeah, weekend we have a poker tournament so, this weekend this yeah. weekend on saturday poker tournament in the argyle casino so i'm yeah. gonna be i'm gonna be selling 50 50s for uh that's people right. who want to show up and that's gonna be fun and yeah, yeah so make sure you guys show up if you guys would like to. I don't know if they can show up last minute and be a part of the poker tournament. I think it's fine. There's always extra room okay. at the tables, but I think by the time this comes out, it's going to be all over anyway. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> so wait until uh, we'll probably do another one in the fall, probably. In the fall, yeah. But we always fall. got events coming up, but in yeah, September. so there'll be more for people to come to. For sure. Well, I have a we have a wonderful guest today that mm-hmm. this time this time in particular leah did not track this person down it was not leah who basically creep on this person because was talking involved in this what, one yeah <laughs> it was all <laughs> me so I'm, I'm kind of proud of it because it's always leah who creeps on people and i'm not saying this in a bad way she actually no. does her <laughs> She actually does her research very well, and uh, and so I really appreciate that. But this time, I have a wonderful guest that I have met a few years. I think it was two a year and a half ago to two years. Maybe this guest will correct me. Uh, we met through a mutual person that we both know, and uh, we 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 really clicked it on very well. So we started. To have great conversations. He also has a little bit CP. Uh, he's fantastic. His name is George Schultz um, from Edmonton. And uh, I will let him speak uh, and introduce himself. Welcome, Gerald. Uh, George, sorry, I just called you the wrong name. I felt so bad. <laughs> Gerald, okay, uh, for being in the show. Um, thank you so much for taking the time and for putting the time to be here with us thanks so yes. much. hey carlos and leah thank you so much for having me on and uh yeah i think carlos your timeline's about right i think it's about a year about a year and a half now that uh that we've known each other and it's been uh it's been a lot of fun it's nice uh it's nice knowing other people uh getting to know other people within the community with uh you know with cerebral palsy but also just mm-hmm. other generally great people so um yeah. you know i really appreciate you uh both uh having me on the show uh looking forward to just having a conversation about life 
Perfect, perfect. Well, Jared, thank you once again for being here. And uh, Jared, I just wanted to basically start by uh, to see if you can let our audience know about yourself, like what your upbringing, uh, how was your, your childhood a little bit, who you are as a, as a human being that we can we can uh, have have this conversation for for listeners. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, happy to happy to have that conversation. So uh, I'm currently 35. Um, I was born obviously with cerebral palsy. Um, the uh, I don't know too many details overall about how the diagnosis came. What my understanding is is the my my birth was was complicated, and when I was a newborn and going into toddler stage of life, that my development was start was slower than everybody else's. So when, for example, my father mentions um, that, you know, when you're picking up a baby, the baby is always generally leaning towards the person's chest to kind of cuddle up. And for myself, when I was being picked up, I think, I don't know if my dad said it or, you know, I've just inferred it, but basically I was kind of like dead weight. I wouldn't really, right. mm-hmm. I wouldn't lean towards, I would kind of just lean backwards and not really, assist and then when they were we were talking with with friends and my parents were talking with family friends and stuff with children about my age and they were kind of looking like well you know he's not really crawling as much or he's not he's just kind of there he's not really I don't know if he's developing quite as well as he should be so the conversation started at that point probably about a year I think it was Mm -hmm. and at that point thanks to the uh the wonderful teams here at the uh, well, it was the university hospital before it was the before the Stollery was formed, and then uh, through the Glen Rose Rehabilitation Hospital here in Edmonton, uh, the diagnosis of cerebral palsy mm-hmm. uh, came out. Now, I'm very fortunate; it's a very mild case. Um, it is a spastic triplegic, so both of my legs and my mm-hmm. right arm are affected. Um, I'm very fortunate that my day-to-day life isn't necessarily impacted as much by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, what I say to people when they're like, well, what what is what is CP like for you? Is, well, I'm not about to go hike a mountain, you know. Right. But I'm not I either, and I don't have CP. So. Yeah. I, you <laughs> know, like, so I get you. I, as an example, in 2016, I went to New York City. And the one day, I think I wound up doing about 38,000 steps. Oof. I wow. was dead wow. by about, it was about 6 p.m and we were at that point we were about to go somewhere else and i'm like no i need a <laughs> pub i need a beer and i'm not moving anywhere else so yeah, yeah. Um, but day to day you know it, it's not it doesn't affect me too badly mm-hmm. but uh, that being said you know i'm super grateful for to my parents for um you know recognizing that there was a problem yes like, and being able to, you know, put be put in touch with the right people at the Glen Rose and Dr. Watt and all the, the team there that recognized it right off the bat and were able to give my parents a diagnosis and a uh, treatment or, you know, a treatment plan that was good, you know, yeah. something that they could follow. And people oh, that they're okay. not they're not able to see you or, or they didn't see you, you walk very, very well. Uh, you 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 are like you said, 
like you mentioned, you 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 have a mild case of CP, but you are very well walking wise. Uh, you don't need a, a an assistant uh, device, right? So you don't need a walker or or crutches. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. No walker, no wheelchair, no no assistance at all. Um, I don't qualify for the disabled placard in my vehicle. I can drive. I can I can function day to day. And actually, I was telling a coworker the other day that I was doing this podcast, and he's like, "What do you mean you got CP? You look fine." Oh, so in general, no I'm, I, I'm very. I'm very grateful for that, you know, and yeah, I, yeah. Self, subconsciously, I know that, and I can feel when I'm having bad days and things like that, sure. but I'm grateful that, you know, the general public, it's kind of like, oh yeah, he walks maybe a little bit stiff or things like that, but for the most part, it's like, it's not noticeable, and I'm super grateful for Yeah. So you yeah. you you find it really a good thing that people don't 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 point out that you have CP or is or do you prefer to talk to to come out to people and say I I'm Gerard and I have a little bit of mild CP or you prefer not to because the reason why I ask this question is because some people feel uncomfortable right when it comes to to that if they don't have a visible disability like in your case Gerard uh and compared to for example my case where it's more visible than, than yours, mm -hmm. right? Because of the, mm -hmm. yeah, so. Well, and Carlos, you know this about me. I'm I'm a wide open book. You can ask yes. me any question. Nothing embarrasses me. I can, I'll answer whatever. Sometimes maybe a little more brutally honest than I should, but uh, I will answer absolutely <laughs> everything. So like I don't it. normally start off, you know, hi, I'm Gerard, I've got cerebral palsy. Like it doesn't normally come up in conversations. Mm -hmm. There's times where like someone will ask me, like, did you hurt yourself? Like, that's a common one. Yeah. And that's usually when I'm having bad days. I can feel my muscles spasming on that's me awesome. and doing some things. And it's like, no, actually, I'm I'm good. It's I I, I make the joke at, you know, that I'm a 90-year-old trapped in a 30-year-old body. <laughs> just with how my my progression, my body progression has gone and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. uh and then yeah. they laugh. And as as the years have gone on, I think I've gone to 95-year-old and a 35-year-old body, trying to keep that gap about the same kind of thing. Um, but no, it's usually at that point when I, I I'll say something like that, and then they'll laugh, and yeah. I'm just like, no, you know, I've got a mild case of cerebral palsy. It does affect my motor skills, and some days it just it's more annoying than others. You know, yeah. the question I'll get is, is it painful? And I don't know. Right. I don't really know what pain is. Like, well, it's <laughs> yeah, um, you don't know any different, right? Like, you don't know if this is normal or if this yeah. is not because you've lived with it your whole life, right? I laugh at the scale, you know, when you're in the hospital and they're like, are the doctors like, on a scale of one to 10, what's your pain? Yeah. Uh, two, what? <laughs> I get a weird look. And I'm like, is that the wrong answer? Is I'm getting the nurses looking at me like, <laughs> are you not like screaming for morphine right now? Like, right. You know, <laughs> I remember I had one surgery. I, I was 14. I think 14 or 15 at the time. And I will never forget this. It was like the day after surgery. I, and it was major orthopedic surgery. I had both of my, both of my thighs broken and rotated out. Cause I was walking pigeon toed. I, and I, and then plates inserted to fuse everything back together. And mm -hmm. I was off of morphine the day after the surgery. And the day after that, I think I was on to regular Tylenol. Like I was like, Four, wow. within three days three to four days i was off of painkillers like so my my pain receptor is weird so when people ask me is it yeah what scale of one to ten i'm kind of like sometimes i feel like i have to like artificially increase the number just to make people not look at me like <laughs> something and you know that's that's interesting what you're saying because 
when it comes to pain, some people have pain and some people don't. Or some people have pain, like in my case, for example, I have pain, but I have a very high tolerance of pain. So if people ask me, how's your pain? I would say, my pain is four, but actually in reality, it might be nine, but I yeah. don't feel it. You know, I don't feel it because I have a higher tolerance of pain. So it's very interesting what you're commenting, Jar, because it's, it's, it's just very funny because some people actually have to take morphine or they have to take, uh, you know, uh, what's the other one? Uh, ibuprofen or Tylenol, you know, daily or, or every, mm-hmm. every two, every two days to feel, to, to, to take away the pain and to know that you, for, for instance, have a mild CP or CP as well and you don't go through that pain. You might go through spasms, but not through pain. That's very, that's very interesting. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, like, for the most part, the painkiller regimen is if I, like, trip and fall and, like, mm-hmm. bruise myself or something, I might take something just to be a little preventative about it. But it's usually a couple, like, one or two extra strength Tylenol, and then I'm done. Like, it's usually, a, oh, crap. Okay, well, let's just get myself off the ground and just keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you're in pain all the time, like, a, some kind of chronic pain, and you don't know what absolutely no pain feels like, to you, yes, what a what a two to you could act for someone like me could be a nine. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's yeah, no, that's interesting. I never have thought about it that way. That um living, it's like someone who's colorblind and you know, they just don't know any difference. So they don't know, like you always say, like, oh, but you're missing out on all these great colors or you're missing out, but it's like they don't know any difference, so they're not really missing out. So it's like yeah. Yeah. Well, and and by that token, I uh, for myself, you again, I'm I'm fortunate, you know, where you you mentioned the missing out. Like I don't miss out on I don't play sports. I'm good. I'm totally fine to be an art, armchair quarterback or an armchair GM. Mm-hmm. You can ask Carlos mm-hmm. when we go to watch hockey games how much I scream and criticize absolutely <laughs> every move. But I'm I mean, I'm perfectly fine to not play organized sports. I'm perfectly fine to not do that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. some people like, oh, that's gotta suck. You know what? Uh-huh. For no. me, it isn't. It's no, it's fine. I don't need it. I don't. I don't need to go have that type of participation to validate myself or anything like that. And so, right. th- talking a little bit about that, uh, you did mention that you don't you don't play sports. And it's perfectly fine. What do you like to do um, when you're not? First of all, what do you do professionally? So people know that people like yourself and like myself actually work. We're not <laughs> sitting. We're not sitting there. They're, they're receiving money from the yeah. government. You know, I mean, yeah. if people are, if some people are, that's perfect, that's respectful. But some yeah. people like ourselves, you know, we we are actually working and we're actually doing stuff. So what did Gerard do uh, for a living? The, okay, so uh, a great question. I am a chartered professional accountant. Uh, I have been uh, doing accounting for about 15 years now, actually. Next month will be the start of my start of year uh, year 16 actually in in work um i worked for a a firm in in edmonton here uh just started with them back in september actually uh so my day-to-day work is excuse me it's like uh a lot of high-end uh, tech corporate tax planning corporate restructurings that type of stuff so uh, i spent uh, after i graduated i went to after i got, got out of high school i went to nate for a bit and uh, got the bulk of my diploma in accounting taken care of. And then I was lucky to find employment in the industry. So I went to switch to a part-time and the span of from 20, 
that'd be oh, 2008 up until 2016, basically. It was a span of working full-time and then taking night classes um, towards getting my my degree and then eventually my my CPA designation. And, uh, you know, it's it was a lot of work, but uh, I got my, got my CPA designation in October of 2016 and just kind of been moving, moving forward ever since. So it is a busy time for you right now. It's oh, absolutely. Taxes. You know, it's tax season. <laughs> well, thank you it's, for taking the time. <laughs> hey, my pleasure. You know, it's it's nice to nice to get out of that and change tracks and helps, yeah. helps keep me going anyways. That is a job I, I struggle with numbers, like just even phone numbers. <laughs> Fair <laughs> so enough. I, you know, yeah, good for you to. That's thank God for phones. That... At least everything's stored. You push the button. And someone's like, what's your number? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but even then it's funny i make the comment like i suck at math i hate math but you're like but you're an accountant well you know what the computer does the math for me i just have to look at true. it and make sure that the numbers make sense and what is spitting That's out true. sounds reasonable so yeah. I, yeah if it wasn't for excel and it wasn't for the various <laughs> softwares and stuff uh, we'd be having a different <laughs> conversation right now but you use excel which is a very very sweet platform oh. to use it's not not easy to use i mean if you become like and and you don't have to like numbers to really like use excel properly i to this day i haven't mastered excel to be honest i would love to master up it. one one day but but to to know that you use that on your job in a particular way that's something new i just learned today from 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 my friend Jared here because I didn't know that he used <laughs> for a lot of his job uh, Excel, which is a very yeah. interesting interesting idea. So Jared, we we know what you do for 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 a living, and we know what you what that you have Miles CP. What do you what do you like to do for for when it comes to your hobbies? When you when it comes to to you know to relaxing, to have fun, to to you know to kind of uh, release your not stress, maybe, because I don't know if you have much stress going on. Uh, but but just to 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 be you in your mm. in your downtime in a way. Um, it's, it's spending time with family and friends. Uh, it's, it's not only in addition to uh, screaming at the TV, you know, when when the Oilers are doing something stupid. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's usually traveling. Um, I've got uh, you know, I, I I do I got bitten with the travel bug, you know, at a young age, and I, yeah. I enjoy being able to do that. Haven't done an awful lot over the years. It's mostly been Canada and the U.S. Um, I was fortunate enough in November and December to be able to go down to Mexico a couple of times. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. My uh, my girlfriend's uh, family, there was a wedding in the family. So I was able to go down in November and then spent Christmas uh, down there as well with, with her family and stuff, which was great. But uh, usually the way things work for me is I've got at least one trip in the hopper at a, at a time. Um, yeah. Heading out to Vancouver to Whistler for a course in July. So looking oh, at doing, doing some planning and just doing the road trip out there and coming back through Kelowna and bringing a vehicle full of wine back and things like yes. that. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's traveling, heading out, you know, if I can go to the mountains and, you know, I'm always looking for a good reason to go out and hit a hot spring, let's be honest. Right. Uh, especially with the muscles. If I'm having a rough go. It's like, okay, you know, I'm, for a number of years, we went to radium every September and going out to those, I would make sure it was funny. My body in like July and August would start to like screw up on me a little bit. And it's right. like, okay, there's the sign. My body knows radium's yep. coming and I would go and sit in the hot springs there for a couple hours, go a couple of times and just 
Oh, especially driving because that's got to be that'll be yeah so that gives your body that break yeah that exactly I, I enjoy driving I like flying too I'm an aviation nerd I like I enjoy plane spotting and that type of stuff too but yeah I, I generally if it's within a day or two of a drive I don't mind driving just because yeah. I have access to my own vehicle and you know have you seen the price of car rentals lately like yeah yeah, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's quite quite challenging when it came to driving because some people with CP or other disabilities who are a little bit less limited mobility so they're able to move still that they can drive. And so how was the challenge for you to get your license? Was it maybe, maybe it's a dumb question, but, but it's an important question for me because some people are in a way myself, I'm curious because sometimes I'm wondering like, should I get a license? Should I don't? Should I wait for the Tesla that move, move by itself? You know? and, 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 but people like yourself um, mm -hmm. that went through a license has a vehicle now. Obviously your vehicle has to be insured. I heard that. Uh, I don't know if this happened to you or not, that the insurance is higher for persons with disabilities in a way. I'm not sure if the, if your insurance asks you on it or not, um, or or what was the challenges and what was the successes when it comes to driving for you? Well, for me, I didn't have any problems. Um, again, with my my case is mild enough. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. When I was learning to drive, the one thing that was a little different is both you know my dad and my my brother are both uh, auto, uh, automotive nerds and they love vehicles. My brother's a mechanic and his various sports cars always come in stick shift. So that was the one part where, um, when I learned, you know, my driving is entirely with automatic transmissions. Um, when I, the, the comment was, well, you know, let's go buy a beater 1985 civic or something like that, that I can go learn, learn <laughs> stick on when I was like 15, 16. And I was a little hesitant on that just because of while it is minor and I can still drive, like I do use my right foot for the gas and the brake, I'm able to, like, I have no assistive aids on my vehicle. Mm -hmm. uh, my insurance is, it's like I, I'm a able-bodied person. I don't have any any issues there. Um, my only drawback at the time was in the, uh, my concern on driving a manual transmission vehicle was in the event I can't move my leg in mm -hmm. a, my right leg in a pinch, I kind of wanted that left leg available to get on the brake without worrying about a clutch or right. doing other yeah. damage and stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, I've been driving for over 10 years now. It, it's less of a deal. Um, it's now just on the list to do. And, um, you know, getting my brother to, you know, he's offered a number of times. I just need to take him up on. He's got a daily driver manual. So now it's a matter of just going into an empty parking lot on a Saturday yeah. and playing around and seeing what happens yeah exactly <laughs> no and the reason why i ask is because also with your with your muscles spasm that you get sometimes i was wondering if you had some challenges with with like the uh, accelerator and the brake but you already kind of touched on that which i appreciate on that you don't have much challenges on that uh when it comes to myself for example or some other people i wouldn't be able to move my my feet uh, quick enough to use the right foot for the brake and the gas. So in this case, mine will be assisted, but it's kind of 
cool to hear that you are able to drive. And I mean, I've been on, on your vehicle. For those people who are listening, I've been on Jar's vehicle and I'm still alive. He, he drives very, <laughs> he drives very, very well, very, very well. I didn't kill Carlos. So that's, uh, <laughs> I haven't I, that, either, that's where so. the bar is. It's not, let's not kill or freak out my passengers. That's about where the bar is set. So that's what the, no. And honestly, like I have other friends who, who, have a have a disability and honestly your driving is fantastic and compared to other people that I've been on vehicles with your vehicle I've been I was I always felt really safe uh with other people I wouldn't I wouldn't say the same the <laughs> same thing. With Leah also I felt really safe. She's a pretty good driver. Yeah. Uh, I, well uh, and I mean I, I gotta you know obviously my my brother started driving before I did, even though he's the younger one. And between my dad and my brother, they both did a really good job at kind of training me the right way and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If I ever felt in a situation where I was like, you know what, I, I'm not going to drive. I don't do it to, like, I don't force myself. If I'm having a bad day, that's when I'm more likely to get an Uber or see if I can, you know, bum a ride from somebody or so on and so forth. Fortunately, yeah. those are a few and far between. But I think, to be completely honest, mm-hmm. what I really have to thank is, again, it's my parents for you know, putting me through all the various orthopedic surgeries when I was a kid yeah. that got me to this point. Because, I mean, to be completely frank, without that support and those, I mean, incredibly painful moments in my life, uh, yeah. in my youth, so to speak, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't be able to function anywhere nearly as well as I as I am now, and I'm super grateful for that. Yeah, that Sounds is like awesome. Your family is pretty supportive, and that's yeah. We 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 had to be, you know. That was just yeah. the way the way it was. Was I mean, in the early '90s, there was a years where I think I was going through a surgery a year, and right, you know, we we did what you know my parents did what they had to do. I mean, I didn't really have. Sounds weird just to say I didn't have to do anything, but I mean, I was seven eight you know I didn't really know what was going on it was like oh you know I get to go to a different I get to go to a school in a hospital how cool is that and my my (laughs) classmates are sending me cards saying get well soon Uh, I went through my uh my dad dropped a bunch of stuff off at my house uh, a couple months ago and I was going through everything and I see these cards when I had my one of my major surgeries in 95 and I'm like oh that's actually kind of cool looking through all that stuff but you know Mm -hmm. honestly it was that that support from the family when I was yeah. when I was young didn't know it then, but I'm super grateful right. now. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to your family and shout out yes. to to people who have amazing families because I mean, yeah. honestly, without I haven't had the opportunity to meet your dad or your brother or your family. One day I will for sure, but I know Soon. if you turn out to be the way you are, I'm pretty sure your family is fantastic. And from what yeah. you have spoken to me about it. Uh, it has always been fantastic. Uh, and shout out to them for sure. Uh, sorry that I have to go backwards a little bit, uh, Joe, no but, but I want to ask you, do you have, when you were just growing up, uh, do you have a, uh, some people going through physiotherapy, better movement and all this stuff like that. Do you have to go through that to physiotherapy in the Glen Rose? I know you touched on a little bit about the Glen Rose, but do you have to go through physio, uh, once you went to see Dr. Watt and so on and so forth? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I had, I believe by the time I was 15, I had, 12 or 13 surgeries to correct gait. Um, My left leg grew significantly faster than my right leg. So they took cartilage out of my knee, out of my left knee a couple of times to stunt the growth of my left leg. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I had my that one surgery I was talking about. I had my my thighs broken and rotated out. Mm -hmm. uh, that was actually yeah. done twice to correct my my gait. Um, and then they took the when I was like nine, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I was in second grade. They took those plates out, and then I was running to answer the phone, and I tripped and I fractured my leg. Oh, so no. <laughs> I wound up in emergency. Then I wound up, and then the bone didn't set, so they wound up having to go in and re-break everything mm -hmm. and reset it. Like I was probably about seven, eight months out. I was a year again of school. I lost while well, out yeah. of class and things like that. So yeah. I mean, I've had I don't know how much physio over the years, and oh, you know, yeah. exercises at home that I've had to take home and you know, get mad at my mom for nagging me to do these exercises, yes. things like that. But no, the <laughs> I've had, I don't know how much physio I've had. And even now, to be completely honest, like, you know, I know my body isn't moving as well as it, as it should be. And, you know, I would like to go to the gym and, you know, then things like that. But as, as we all know, people with cerebral palsy, it's not like we can just walk into a gym, go, you know, rack up yeah. and go bench press 200 pounds you know what I mean like I can't just go in and start doing things like that yeah. so for me it's a matter of and one of my focuses this summer again is going to be um going to physio because my hips are out of whack so mm -hmm. getting my body back into what should be normal and then from there building an exercise plan and things so physio was a big part of my youth um through the Glen Rose and then obviously it's now mm -hmm. patients and things like that but even now, as I'm getting older, um, I do find that, you know, it's it, it's the CP doesn't go away and it's not going to get any better as we get older. Yeah. So I need and this is more me telling myself, reinforcing this for myself because I'm mm -hmm. terrible at this, <laughs> is making sure that I'm actually doing things yeah. that will help me now. Because when it's going to be a heck of a lot harder to correct it at 50, 60, oh, yeah. 70 than yeah. it is now. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the muscles are not the same, the the movement is not the same, so you have to basically go to physio, and I have to do that as well. Come on, like, yes. people need to think about all these things, and to going on to that, particularly, you have you mentioned that you have, and I will let Leah ask this question because this is <laughs> this is Leah's favorite question. You have. A partner in your life, oh, that, yes, uh, a wonderful <laughs> girlfriend that I had the opportunity to meet one, a couple times, uh, but I think two or three times. Um, she's fantastic, and she's actually from Mexico, uh, too as well. Oh, so cool. she's a Mexican yeah. girl, and uh, so Gerard is actually learning a little bit of Spanish, right, Gerard? Excellent. Is that correct? Mi español no es bueno. According to him, he says his Spanish is not that good, but uh, he's he's getting there. He's getting there. Everybody says, "Oh my God, it's good." I again, this is me. Just like I just hate taking any credit for anything. I don't like talking about myself or doing that type of stuff. But it's you know, people are. I I can figure it out if I have to. Like when I was actually in November in Mexico, uh, I was in my room and the cleaner knocked on the door and somebody was trying and I was like trying to see if they could speak English and I kind of didn't have a choice but to figure it out in Spanish and I didn't screw up like I didn't wind up in jail or anything so I'm like okay I guess I'm gonna do it okay so Leah you want to ask a favorite question which is my favorite question I know yeah. I love talking about dating and um stuff just I don't know I don't know why don't ask me why I have no idea but um so like yeah how did you guys meet and how have you found the dating process as someone I mean yours is more mild so 
you know, it, it yeah. might not be as difficult, but I mean, still it's a factor and I'm just always curious about the experience when it comes to that. No, and it's, it's a great question. And you know what, it's, I, I feel anybody with any kind of disability or any kind of life tragedy, so to speak, it's a tough mm -hmm. question because it is a personal, it's a personal thing when you're starting to share, you want to share your life with somebody. Yeah. Um, so I met my girlfriend online. Um, what are we at now? A year, four months ago now, just a little past then. And, you know, it's gone fantastic. Um, on my end, I've always felt, as I mentioned earlier, I'm an open book. And I kind of learned pretty quickly in my dating when I was, you know, in my early to mid twenties, it's like, just, just say it. Like there was no point in, you know, I'm like, look, I got cerebral, I've got a mild case of cerebral palsy. Um, and that's exactly how I'd frame it. I have a mild case of cerebral palsy. It does limit me a little bit, but not too bad. You know, if you enjoy hiking, I'm sorry, I'm probably not your guy. Like if that's <laughs> all you want to do. But like, <laughs> I, you know, if you like going to the mountains and like standing at the bottom and staring up at them, Looking I'm at your them, guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you don't, if you want to be at the top staring down, well, I might look to take a helicopter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that kind of thing. But, you know, in addition to the cerebral palsy, when I was, uh, when I was 29 and 30, I was, I had some pretty significant health issues that some of it is still kind of kept with me to this day mm -hmm. and uh you know fortunately I'm all healthy and everything now but it was it was a rough few months mm -hmm. um and I was part of a support group over on that other end too and they made the mention too it's when in doubt it's better just to be upfront and honest with it and as hard as it is and I'll say the first couple times that I've mentioned you know like the cerebral palsy it wasn't as bad but it's like it's a tough one because you're just you're starting to be vulnerable you're meeting somebody where you're yeah. like hey this person's kind of cool and i'd like to see where this goes mm -hmm. it's yeah. i've always been uh i would rather and it's for both sides is i don't want to go i never wanted to go too far down the road in dating without mm -hmm. mentioning those things mm -hmm. because lest we you know for lack of a better term catch feelings um, you know, it's, it's not fair to you, the person with, the, with cerebral palsy. It's also not fair to the person you're dating. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's, is it tough? Absolutely. It's, it's a very difficult thing, but basically the way I would frame it is, Hey, you know, I've got something I want to tell you. I have a mild case of cerebral palsy. It makes some of my day to day, my day to day is okay. It does impact me where I will tire out a little more easily, mm -hmm. um, things like that. But I, you know, I hope that this isn't anything that's major for you, but it is something, it's an important part of my life that yeah. I want you to be aware of. And obviously the reaction is fine. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, the, the mm -hmm. in general, the right people, the right people in your life are going to care. And it that's doesn't matter whether you've got a mild case, a severe case, if they're good people and they like you for who you are, the CP yeah. is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. It yeah. really is. And so if anybody's out there that's like, I don't know, it's, is it tough? Absolutely. But uh, for me, I'm like, just honesty is the best policy. Be yeah. direct. Don't beat around the bush about it. Just come up with a script, say yeah. it, talk to a friend, rehearse it with a friend, whatever. And, it's true. But don't like, let it stop you either. You know, like, yeah, I, you, it's, 
life is life's too short to spend it alone and if that's yeah. what the holdup is if somebody's being held back where they're like if it's and I, again like i mentioned i know it's tough but life is too short to yeah. be by yourself it's true and it when you describe it it's like even my experience as a member of the plus size community it was always the same thing. It's like you might put up a few photos that you feel look really good, but then you start talking to someone and then it's almost like you have to be like, how do I tell them that I'm not, again, going to go climb a mountain with you? I'm not going to go for a run with you. I'll go yeah. for a walk. And it's the same thing too. It's like, I can go do fun things with you. I just might get tired a little <laughs> easier. Yeah. And one yeah, like my girlfriend loves running and I'm just like, not a chance. I will, I will uh, maybe ride my bike or if you're running, <laughs> right. will you run on the sidewalk? I will drive beside you in my car. <laughs> Realistically, that's what's going to happen. I'm like, there's no way I'm running. I don't, run, I don't run for free beer. I don't run period. Like yeah. <laughs> there's ways around it. And I think it's a, it's a balance and I think it's okay to have things that you go do that your girlfriend might not do. Yeah. And she goes and does like, it's important yeah. to have that. And I, you know what? And it's like the CP doesn't define you, but oh. it is a part of you. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you're right. It's kind of that. This is it. Like here it is. And the the right person will not have a problem with it. And I, I, I appreciate you saying that jar because that sticked with me today. The right person will not have a problem whether you have CP or not. You know, when a girl starts saying you're too slow or or you're this and starts to get impatient, then she's not the right person for you, right? And, and it's it might be like with me, I had some experience where you really fell for that particular person and you start feeling like she's not, like she's not putting up with your situation and she's not the right person for you, you know, and that's something that stick with me. And the other thing I wanted to point out with this conversation that you just brought up is when you're saying about you won't be going up in the mountains and climbing up in the mountains, but you will see it from the bottom. You do wonderful things with your girlfriend. Like I know you guys love to 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 go to restaurants, which I still need to go with you guys at some point. You know, yeah. go to rest, go to restaurants. Uh, you know, you. I'm pretty sure you enjoy camping too, enjoying a fire with with your girlfriend. So I'm pretty. Like, even though it's it's good to be different at the same time, and that's what I'm getting from your com- conversation. It's good that both of you are different. Uh, if she likes running. I'll go beside with my bike or use the car, right? And stuff like that. So it's it's something that really opens up my mind because it's really cool to see the differences, but how you you can really correlate and be with each other. That's something that's really that's really interesting, really cool to me. Yeah, I mean we're you know we're together in a relationship, but we are two different people, you know. And it's great to do all those things together and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you know. It would be nice to be able to go run with her, but that's okay. I'm also not yeah. going to tell her she can't go running because mm-hmm. I can't. Like that's we yeah. we need to do things ourselves too because we are our own people too. But yeah. you know, having that having that support in a relationship where it's like, and the number of times I mean, Carlos, I think you've heard it too, where she's like, "You're too hard on yourself." Mm-hmm. Having that as well right. is absolutely. Because I think I think for those of us, and I don't know, maybe I'm. Carlos, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth here too, but no, we're our own worst critics when it comes yes. to this type yeah. of stuff. When, when we have these disabilities or these issues, and I hate calling it a disability. I mean, it technically is, but like, it's just, it's a road, it's it's a speed bump. It's yeah. really, it's a speed bump mm-hmm. in the road of life. But 
the number of times when you know we're we're out all day and it's like we go to we go walk West Edmonton Mall both levels of it and then it's like well let's go here and I'm like Ugh. or when I was in New York and I'm like I just did thirty eight thousand steps today I'm gonna <laughs> die if I do any yes, more like anybody. to be where I, I've been in the past like oh that's too hard no no oh I'm an idiot I can't do that no it's not it's just the way it is yes. Yeah, you know, and we we just we're, we're our own worst critics, and having those people in our corner to be like, no, that's fine, you're good. It's that's it's it's amazing to have that. Yeah, and it's good. That's good that you're saying that life is too short to be alone. Because I think I think even though I haven't had conversations with you and Anna uh, too many conversations, I know that as a partner or my assumption is that she's there for you when you're when you're down or when you're downing yourself or when you're too hard on yourself to to remind you and say hey dude you're great just the way you are right and that's that's something that is that is awesome and i mean as a friend we do that i mean every time i see gerard for me he's an inspiration not only because he drives or because he likes hockey but he is an inspiration because because he has so many things that, that he is so valuable, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, you're able to hear in this podcast, right? And so am I, and so are you, Leah. I mean, I mean, yeah. ever since you started, sorry to bring that up, but Leah was the first one to use the word fat without, yeah. oh yeah, feel, without feeling like claiming it, right? It's like without, without feeling. I didn't. Feel, yeah. I felt at first. I was like, oh, that's a little harsh. But then she realized. It's I'm claiming it. I'm in the plus yeah, side community. We're trying I'm, to make it a more positive term. Like I'm fat. You why know, does like, fat have to be ooh, ooh, you know, why? Yeah, <laughs> no, and, why? You know, it's it's I, I think what it is is a lot of the times we hear it's oh he has cerebral palsy. Right. No, you're a person with cerebral palsy. Exactly. Right, right. It's not who you are. Your disability is not what defines it doesn't define you. Yeah. You're defined by your friends, your core values in life those types of things you're not defined by this disability and you know not to get too preachy about it but i i really feel you know a lot of times it's like well people it's like oh he has diabetes he has cancer no you're people with cancer you're people with yeah. diabetes but they're people first people with yeah. cerebral palsy mm -hmm. it's the exact same thing yeah that's that's true you know that... we have to be kinder to ourselves about it Yes, you're right. And that's so true. And that's a as an opening for people from all of us to say we're people first, just as you're saying. Thank you so much for that. We have one last question that Leah, Leah, you love that question too. And I <laughs> yeah, think yeah. I think this is the theme <laughs> question that we love to ask because every every answer is different and, and we learn from each of the answers. And we would love to hear your answer, Gerard, from, from this question. So Leah, go right ahead. Yes. Um, life without limits is what we're all about. So, uh, Gerard, what do you think, what does life without limits mean to you? And do you feel that you live your life without limits? Well, it's a, it's a great question. And do I feel like I live it? Well, I, I think a lot of the times I'm still trying to define what that, what that is for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to think that I do in that I don't sit on the couch and be like, you know, woe is me. I've got this disability. I can't do these types of things. I'm like, okay, what do I, how do I, 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 have I got a bit of a raw hand? Yeah, probably. But I keep moving, you know, it's, is it tough? Absolutely. But I do my best to just kind of keep moving and to try to 
put that stuff aside. So do I like for me, life without limits is trying to do what I can and not think about the fact that I might be too tired at the end of the day to do something else. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I try to live in a way that is meaningful. It's impactful to myself and to my family and those around me. But I try, as I mentioned earlier, to just not let this disability define who I am. Again, I'm a, I don't have cerebral palsy. I'm a person with cerebral palsy. Um, So do I live it? Yeah, I try. I don't know. I'll let Carlos be the judge of that a little bit too, because you know, he, you know, he knows me as well. So yeah. I hope that answers the question. Absolutely, uh, Absolutely. and that yeah, was that, that was a great answer, and I get it too. And I think you live a life with anonymous for sure. It's 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 just the way you do. It. Even if if you're too tired by the end of the day, it doesn't mean that you don't live your life without limits. Even if if you have more energy the next day, you are still, you know, living your life without limits. And I think I think you do, Jared. I think you do. And it's 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 not only for what you what you do because you drive, because you have a partner in your life. It's because of what all it entails: your values, your family, the love for people. I think I think that. Entitles a life without limits, and I think this yeah. is a great answer. Thank you so much, Jar, for for that answer and and for for being a part of this show, for being able to yeah. come to this show. Because I know you're a busy guy, as Leah says, it's tax season, and yeah. to put the time to do it, it's just yeah. I really do appreciate it. No, your much. stories, these stories matter no matter what it's it's just i think they matter to to people who are maybe there's that going through diagnosis with their kids or something they they these mat these stories matter and we need yeah. to get them out there to say you're here and you know let's change this world to be a little more inclusive absolutely and awesome you know, people. I- I, I really appreciate that the uh, you know the the good work that, that that you folks do with the CP Association and you know there there is it's nice that there is the support out there for families yes. who you know may not have the you know support again I'm I'm very lucky yeah. and my family is very lucky to have had support um, but it's nice to have org- that there are organizations such as yours that. Yeah you know, is able to provide resources to people or to answer questions or to do these podcasts, you know, these types of things Mm -hmm. to, excuse me, to have, to raise awareness and to bring people on with various, you know, from various walks of life, just to spread the love, so to speak. Yes, absolutely. I really Mm -hmm. appreciate, uh, I really appreciate the, uh, you guys, uh, you're having me on Carlos. I'm sorry. It took me so long to get this, uh, Get, get get to this oh, stage but Never i'm honored to have been able to uh thanks for persisting and uh i i appreciate uh, i really appreciate the time no no problem yeah. thank you once again and and the reason why i persist just to let people know is because i think that jar has a great story just as everyone else who we have had in the podcast we have had fantastic stories and i like to persist people and that's what leah does too uh, she she doesn't give up <laughs> Uh, I I can tell you that she she she's not only creeping on people. I joke around when I said that she creeps on people, but she persists to people, so then people can come 
because we love this podcast, we love the stories, and mm-hmm. and and the stories have to be told, as Leah just mentioned, because it's we we need people to mm-hmm. hear it, right? So uh, thank you so much, Joe, for that. Thank you for being a part of this show. Uh, we would love to have you again, maybe, uh, and in the future, we, we want to have groups of people. Leah has lots of great ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm also going to be working with Leah on, on bringing some topics together. We also recorded a previous episode about sex and disabilities will be coming up soon. Oh, I uh, wait and right which now. by the time you listen to this one, that sex and disabilities will be out. Uh, oh, and listen you, to it. You will be listening to it for sure. And there's various topics that are very interesting. Thank you, Gerard, again for being a part of this, for uh, showing your support to our organization, to this podcast. And uh, and yeah, thank you. Oh, and before I let you go, uh, is there, uh, do you feel comfortable if people want to reach out, if they can reach out to you on email, on Instagram or not? Uh, can we put some in the description for people to reach out to you just in case? If yeah, there's... absolutely. Oh, there. I, I don't have any problems with that. Uh, Carlos, I can give you the, well, you, you've got my information there. I'm happy to, happy to provide that if there is anybody that's, you know, it's a, t- it's a tough road, but you don't have to be alone on it, you know? So yeah. if there is anything I can provide, absolutely. I'm more than happy to, to share so, sure. Yeah, sure. thank you thank you so much and and we'll definitely uh uh leah will uh will show you the graphics right leah could you yeah graphics and everything yeah. before the episode will come up all right Great. well thank you so much everyone thank you so much Gerard. thank you for all who are listening to this show i hope you all enjoy it as much as we did and uh and please make sure to don't forget to live your life without limits. Take care. Bye. Bye.